your one stop for exclusive interviews. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma quarterback commit Cooper Wilcox. Cooper, thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. Man, really, the culture that the coaches show as soon as you walk in the doors, they make you feel like your family. They make it feel like a, a healthy environment to come and play football. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma senior H-back Dante McGee. Dante, thank you for taking time this morning to talk to me. This is honestly a once-a-lifetime thing, you know. Usually you get your five years and you're done, but you know, you get an extra year of play. I was like, you know what, I, I want to come back. I want to spend another year with these guys. Game press conferences. I didn't really like my first read, so I was just went to playmaker mode. Game previews, recaps, brought to you by me, your host, JG Smooth. You're listening to The Cho Show, only on the Suave Report. morning, afternoon, evening, night, whatever time it might be. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Cho Show podcast presented by TheSmallReport.com. I'm your host, Jonathan Goto, a.k.a. Jade Smooth. Well, as I had teased at the uh, end of the Lane Grantham interview, one, the one-on-one that was up yesterday, so we might have a third one this week, and we do indeed have a third one here as we are back. This is somebody... If you've been listening since at least 2019, uh, you would know how high I've been on this man and numerous times that I thought he was turning a corner before his unfortunate injury there uh, after week five. So uh, hopefully that gives you a hint. Obviously, I think the title gives it away. But uh, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring him on now. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma linebacker Marlo Hughes Jr. Marlo, thank you for taking time this afternoon to come on and talk to me. Uh, Could you start by telling the viewers and listeners a little bit about yourself? Uh, Yes, sir. Um, I grew up in a military family. Um, I don't really say I'm from anywhere. (laughs) I've been around the world quite a bit. And um, uh, really, I grew up mostly in Ohio, uh, Columbus, Ohio, and Zanesville. And I came here to um, Oklahoma when I was about 12 years old. And that's when I really started to get into football and um, throughout high school. And then here I am to college now. And really just that's what my life has been about is football since day one. So growing up in a military family, what what was that experience like, I guess, having to move around so much? Um, You definitely are exposed to a lot of different cultures, you know, different kinds of uh, societies, you know, where... um, it's hard to explain, you know, there's a lot of different, uh, say like from here versus where we live in Germany, you know, in Germany, you know, there's a lot more different, you know, languages to, you know, be aware of. And there is more ways of life. And I don't know. It's just, it's just one of those, I guess, I guess social cues and stuff, you know, it's a little hard to explain, but, um, I don't know. It's just different. It's kind of one of those things that you had to experience for yourself. Uh, so when you when you moved here, I, what like what was the adjustment period like coming from Ohio to Oklahoma? Um, I definitely feel like people here in o- Oklahoma are a lot nicer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't you don't go through Ohio and you know look over and somebody's walking past you and they say hello, how are you doing? You know, but here in Oklahoma you do. So it's it's a lot more polite, you know, and I like it. I like it much better that way. Uh, so you get in it, you 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 star at both running back and safety. Now I, I asked um Dante this and I asked Lane this the other day. 
Do you like run for touchdowns more, or do you like stopping people from getting touchdowns? Um, that's something that I kind of had to decipher for a while. Um, I love doing both of them. You know, um, I feel like I get a lot more excited whenever I snipe somebody. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, but there's also different feelings. You know, be able to put some points on the board as well, but. I feel like I've always been a defensive player at heart, so I like to say, you know, stopping people from making touchdowns. Okay. And, um, you know, as as a running back, for those that either might not have known or not have seen you play running back, how would you describe yourself at that position? As a running back, um, you know, my biggest thing that I, you know, watching myself, you know, back in the day, well, high school, well, I would say back in the day, but back in high school, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just going to, I want to try to get as many yards as, as I can, you know, with every snap. And I remember my dad telling me, he looks, son, you know, you're going to get yourself hurt. You know, sometimes you got to learn when to go down, but I don't know. I just love getting yards, you know, as much as I can and, you know, expressing my speed and physicality with it. Uh, and you, you also competed in powerlifting. Now, what, so what, for for those who don't know, like what what is kind of the um, I guess the the training regimen like for a powerlifter? Um, really, it's just a lot of heavy lifting, you know, and um, also really honing down on your technique, you know. Because once things do start getting heavy, you know, you want to make sure that you have good technique so you don't hurt yourself. Um, a lot of just the key lifts, you know, bench, squat, uh, power clean, deadlift, and um you know, just a couple of complimentary workouts to, you know, better, better those, um, those lifts. Um, and powerlifting, you just, it's just, just maintaining your strength. You know, you just want to get as strong as fast as possible, you know, so you can go out there and compete and put up really good numbers. So, so what, what would, would be the, the hardest, uh, aspect to you of being a powerlifter? Um, so I, I did it during the off season off of football. So I guess probably balancing the training with off season for football and the training for in season and powerlifting. So yeah, I was definitely a lot more sore during that time, but you know, it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and how, how has that experience or how did that experience uh, help you on the football field? Uh, it definitely made me more explosive. You know, it helped me with strength. Um, you know, and just another, another domain of, of, of let's see, competition, you know, you, you want to really outlift everybody and look in powerlifting, you know, that's kind of the, the, the deal there, you know, to get there to the state and whatnot. But, um, yeah, basically with powerlifting, I feel like it just really helped me be more explosive and, you know, be able to move people better. Uh, and so after you, well, I face before that you also played in the in the blue gray uh, all American Bowl. What what was that experience like? Uh, it was a great experience. You know, I met some really really awesome recruits. You know, guys that were being recruited from you know um, what was it? Um, a couple guys from OSU, a couple guys from Virginia Tech, but they were being recruited by them. Um, let's see, Michigan State as well. And they were just all just really great guys, and we got to go out there and play on the Dallas Cowboys Stadium, and it was 
you know, it, I learned a lot too, you know, it really bettered my technique and that was right before I was going into college. So, you know, it definitely was a help, you know, coming into college and having a little bit better technique so I can, you know, stand out that just that much more, you know. Uh, and so you, 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 you decide that you wanted to continue your college career at UCO. What, what was it about UCO during the recruiting process that, that, that you felt like was the right place for you? Um, so this was a conversation that I had with my family. You know, they said that because I, I had different schools, but, you know, I've always had UCO in the back of my mind. You know, it's just it was a good school. It had the degree plan that I wanted. It was close to home, you know, a great program. And um, I just felt like with UCO, you know, I was close to family. I have my support system here and, you know, they have a good uh, nursing program. That's my that's my um, major and you know, it just that's what kind of resonated with me the most. Uh, and then you you um, registered your, your 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 first year on campus. Now I, I imagine that had to been kind of a tough experience going from you know in high school you're playing almost every snap. Now you're not not playing at all. So what 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 was that experience like, and what were you able to to take away from that? Um, it definitely humbled me. You know, I was, it was very humbling, and. Um, when I, once I got to college at UCO, you know, I realized that, you know, competition is a lot more of a, yeah, I was the star in high school, but everybody in college was the star of their high school as well. So I definitely had to up my game, you know, and humble myself and be able to develop a much harder work ethic just to be able to, you know, be the star here in college as well. And that's kind of the goal. And there had time, if I believe you were also transitioning from safety to linebacker. What like so like what now? What is the key differences between the two, and what was that transition like for you? Um, I would have to say with safety, um, definitely the the footwork was a lot different. You know, you, you are doing a lot more backpedaling. You're more you're more reactive to the ball, and with linebacker, you're more so. It's more so reading. You're more lateral than in, you know back and forth. Um, the transition, it, it wasn't a very hard transition, you know, because um, it, it, it just, I don't know, you know, just one of those things that it was easy to adapt to. And um, I feel like with linebacker, you you're, you got to be more physical. You got to be more aware because you got, you know, 300-pound linemen coming and trying to stop you. Whereas you're at safety where, you know, you got guys that, are a lot faster that are coming at you. So, you know, it's basically dealing with more speed versus more power, you know. So, yes, sir, that's probably the difference between the two of those. Uh, and and you, were, you were able to, to learn in, in 2018 from a very good group of linebackers, uh, Colton Lindsay, Chris Pogai, Alex Figueroa, Langston Underwood. What were you able to take away uh, from your time with those guys? Um, they, I, I looked up to them a lot. You know, they were not only were they really good players, but they were great teammates. You know, they were supportive. Um, whenever I needed help with something, they were there to explain it. Um, you know, they, they knew what they were doing. You know, they were good at it. You know, so I really, I had a, a great example to, to, you know, develop towards, you know. And um, I think my favorite thing about those guys is just, you know, they... As a freshman, I was kind of, you know, I was in my shell a little bit. You know, I was uncomfortable. I didn't know everybody. But, you know, being around them, they 
they really made the process just that much better because they were welcoming and they just they were just so informative and they just were supportive. And um, you know, I, I inspired to have a group of guys like that, you know, where I can be like that for somebody else coming into the school as well. Uh, so twenty nineteen comes you finally you see some action. So what was that what was that first college game like for you? It was exciting, you know, um, especially coming off of that redshirt year. You know, I was finally able to get back on the field. And, um, you know, there was a little bit of pressure, you know, because I definitely didn't want to – I wanted to keep where I was, you know, being able to play and not, um, you know, make any regressive steps and make more progressive steps towards, you know, becoming a better player. Um, and then it was just – it was very exciting because, you know, I was like, man, what a blessing it is to – not only be able to play in high school ball, but actually be active in college ball. So, you know, I'm very thankful for that. Uh, and then um, in the Lincoln game, you had a pick six, 55 yards. Just walk me through that that uh, play. Oh, yeah, I remember like it was yesterday. Um, you know, we were lined up. Um, you know, I had the, I had the field hash. It was the, I think it was a field hash. And I, I took my drop. And, you know, it's just, I saw it. I was just like, you know, it's coming right here. I just, I just felt, I just had that feeling it was coming right there. So I broke on it and it was, it was just right there. And all I knew was just go, go, <laughs> just run. <laughs> and um, it kind of, I kind of blacked out from there. All I know is just, you know, we were in the end zone, just, you know, just having a good old time because you know, that was a big moment for me. And basically really a big moment for all of us because it was just, you know, it was just a really good play. Uh, and then you you were you you were able to get a start and what so what was that I mean I had to be a, a kind of like a I don't know, like a watershed moment you know you're finally starting in that in that moment what, what were you kind of feeling what was your emotions? Um, you know, I just, I just felt you know I felt really just I was honored really you know because I I was a sophomore but. You know, I did. I earned a starting spot, and um, but also just a little bit of pressure, you know, because I also am yeah, still a young guy. But you know, I, I wanted to keep that position. You know, I wanted to keep starting and just like hold myself up to that standard. And um, you know, I just wanted to. I just only wanted to get better. You know, I didn't really do a whole lot of thinking about the position itself. It's just a matter of how can I get better from this point on. You know. Uh, and then at some point after game five, you, you have the shoulder injury. Just what now? I imagine like what what was that experience like? Because here you were, you you worked your way up, you were starting, um, you have momentum, and then that happens, and your season is done. So at 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 that point, what was your what was kind of your your, your mindset like? Um, you know, at first it was heartbreaking, you know, because you. you do the work you you know you finally earn what you've been working for and then soon after you know you're you have a season-ending injury um going into it you know i i knew that i was able to come back from it it's going to take some work but you know i'll be able to return to where i was but um i just knew that um i just need to be patient you know i don't need to be hard on myself you know there's you know, it's just sometimes whenever you go hard, sometimes you just you get injured. Um, but it was also that was humbling as well, you know, because it really t- turned my 
my mindset around to where not only do I want to get better in the game, but I also need to get better at taking care of my body, you know, because you know, that injury, you know, it, it did not feel good at all. And I don't ever want to feel that again. But, um, yeah, I just basically just take care of myself a lot better, you know, and um, it challenged me. It, uh, it humbled me and I learned a lot from it and I grew a lot from it. And I'm, you know, this is where I am today and I'm, I'm thankful for it. Yeah, and you mentioned it, you know, you knew at the time it was going to take a lot of hard work. So what kind of was that uh, that rehab process like to, to get back on the on the field? Um, basically just a lot of stretching, you know, um, coming out of the procedure, you know, my, my shoulder, it was, you know, I could have only raised it just a little bit. And it was more so just stretching that scar tissue, getting it to get to full range. Um, that within itself was pretty painful. You know, it was, it wasn't so much of like, it wasn't strenuous work, but it was more so like, you know, it was, it was, it was painful, you know, cause it, you gotta get that, that scar tissue to go out again. And, um, yeah, it definitely challenged me mentally, with the mental toughness aspect of it, because, um, you know, this was like months of the stretching and like the stretching, you know, you would get to one degree of the the movement and say two weeks later, you're only that much more higher, but it's progress, but it's little. So it's like step by step. You kind of have to just be patient with it. Uh, and, and you said that you were you were able to, to learn a lot from that experience. So like looking back on it, what kind of is the, the most important thing that you took away from that? Um, just being able to work through adversity, you know, I learned that throughout me not being able to practice and me, um, you know, just healing, I learned how to be a more supportive teammate. You know, I learned how to be a better teammate, you know, cause I, at first, you know, that's all I was thinking about. I was like, oh, you know, my shoulder, oh, my shoulder. But then, um, actually Brian Burns, he, um, uh, he really changed my mindset about it, you know, early after the injury. And he was like, you know, you may not be on the field right now, but this is a great opportunity for you to be a better teammate, you know, support your teammates more, be there, be more vocal and supporting them and their successes. And, you know, that, that stuck with me ever since he told me that, you know, that's, that now that's now, um, continues to be in my mind, you know, to be a good teammate, whether I'm doing good or I'm out, you know, always support your team, no matter what. And so, um, 2020 happens now. As I imagine, you probably you were excited. You you were finally back healthy, way to get back on the field. And then your 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 season gets canceled. Not only that, but other like D ones playing or teams in the conference are playing like scrimmage games. Just talk about what that experience was like for you and and what you kind of took away from that. Um, it was a very odd experience, you know, going that long without you know competing. Um, in a game setting, um, you know, it was, it was just that whole season where we just, we just practiced and we just trained and we, you know, we just, just, we just did work. And, um, you know, at times it felt like, you know, you were just, it was doing work, but for what, like, there was no, like, um, there was no goal. It was just work and that's fine. But like, you know, usually you're just used to like, you know, you have a goal, you have a team that you want to be, or there's a, there's, there's just something that you want to reach. But within that COVID year, it was, it was just work, you know? And, um, so you decided to put your head down and I saw it for, 
I just saw that, you know, that experience tested a lot of guys' love for the game. You know, we, we've had guys quit. We've had guys, you know, you know, almost quit. And it, it really tested your love for the game, you know, because you're doing all this work, you're doing these practices and workouts, but there's no game involved. There's no competition. It's just work. And, um, you know, it definitely tested the love for football. And um, I feel like I passed that. <laughs> you know, I'm still here. So. I think I think that's probably the best that I took from it was just you know it tested my love for the game and I didn't fold. And, and, and did you did you did you find that that love might have been different than before you had that experience of 2020? Um, maybe just a little bit, yeah. Because during that year 2020, it made me think. You know, it's like. You know, yes, it's rough because you're not playing the game right now. It's basically, it's just more, there was more reality checking. You know, it's just like, are you really in in this because you want to or because you feel like you have to, you know, and I wanted to. So I continued, I kept pushing, I kept working, I did whatever I needed to do to get through that COVID year. But um, before then, you know, it was just more so just, you know, enjoying the game and loving the game and, you know, loving the competition. But it's just that one year where it was all stripped away. You know, that was kind of the biggest reality check for my experience. Uh, and then 2021 happens that that week one game, the Missouri Western game, is, is a very exciting game. What, like, what, what was that experience like for you, not only after missing a year, but for you coming back from injury? What, what were you, what was that experience like? Um, I went into that year uh, coming from that the injury and COVID year, knowing that um, I took everything from that, and I really wanted to focus on my technique, you know, better technique, and um, you know, a lot more. I, I had a lot more appreciation for the competition because now that going from not having it to having it back again. You know, it's just you're a lot more appreciative. You realize that, you know, just how great the game of football really is when you don't have it. And fortunately for me, you know, I got to get a little taste of that experience, you know, of not having football anymore, but being able to go back to football to where, you know, maybe some people who love football and football's gone and football stays gone, you know, and it just really humbled. It really, not really humbled, but it, it just, it showed me, you know, how much, you know, how special the game really, really, I know the game's special, but it just, it showed you just that much more, you know, I don't know. It was an interesting year. Um, but uh, going from 2020, I think that, you know, I've definitely become a lot more mature player, um, be able to get view the game with a lot more appreciation and um, went into that season, you know, with just, a little bit of just a little bit of just a little bit of fire, you know, because like it's just that tension builds up, and you're not you're not in there and playing for a whole year, and then you're finally back, and you're just like, you know what, I just want to go, I just want to go, and you know, just do my best. And, and you you mentioned the long layoff. So, was there any kind of like rust you had to you know knock off early on? Um. Maybe a little bit, yeah, because just the, the speed of the game, you know, just cause going from the speed of practices and the speed of the game is different, you know. Um, it's kind of hard to put in words, but 
but, you know, going from just practicing for a year and then going back into a game, you know, you got to get used to that speed again because you know, everybody's, you know, high energy and just ready to go. Um, but I knew that it wouldn't take long to adapt to, you know, it's just, it's, it's the game that you love, you know, so uh, it didn't take very long to adjust to. Uh, and then you all, you, you kind of had, well, you had, it was a disappointing season by, by most standards. There was some, you know, some close games in there. Um, Coach Bobek, he, he steps down. Coach Doral come, comes in. What, like, what, what kind of was your, your, your first impression of uh, Coach Doral when he first spoke to you all? Um, first experience from Coach Doral, you know, he, um, he just looked like a, a man with a mission. You know, he looked like a guy that was ready to make a difference, you know, and um, I, re- I had, I, I don't remember exactly what he talked about, but I remember coming from that, um, you know, the introductory meeting of meeting Coach Doral, where I was like, you know, I really respect him. You know, he, I like the way he, you know, lays out his words. He, he knows what he's doing. And obviously, you know, he's had a lot of success up at Northwest Missouri, you know, so he has some, some backups to what he says and he just he's he's very professional and um you know i just i i was excited to see you know whether or not he was going to be our coach and finding out he was going to be our coach and i I was excited you know because i knew that um you know this new coach coming into the program is 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 a very good coach you know and um i'm ready to work with him next i'm excited to work for him uh, and and that that work began during the spring. So how how how, how would you say uh, spring went for you personally? Uh, spring went really well. Um, you know, um, especially with coming off of that injury. You know, I've kind of been off the radar for a little bit, but I was able to you know show an entire new staff you know what I'm available to do and what I provide on the field. And um, you know, I was able to express it. I was able to show them and. Um, you know, I also, they were able to see what I was missing and we, I was able to, you know, fix that and get, become better. Um, but that, that spring, I, I think that was a pretty good spring for me. You know, I, um, got to understand because our, our defense that we run now, I understand it a lot better. You know, it's very, it's, it's, it's a very good defense and I like to, I like the style of it. And, um, you know, it's, I just feel like I can work with that defense and it, it I've had practices where, you know, it showed, you know, it was, it was just very good practices and the team by itself, you know, we're becoming a lot more, just a lot more stronger and where the communication is better, which allows us to play faster. And, you know, just being able to play without doing too much thinking, you know, it just makes the world's amount of difference. And I feel like that's another aspect that really helped me, you know, perform as best I could that spring. Uh, and 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 what has it been like working with Coach Lechtenberg and Coach um, Harwell 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 uh, in that in that linebacking unit? Um, they're 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 great coaches. You know they um, they uh, they love what they do and they're great at what they do. You know um, they not only are they great coaches but they're great people. You know they connect with the players. They um, they they. they they spend time with you. If you need have any extra questions, they'll sit down with you and they'll explain to you through and through. And um, it's just been a really great experience with Coach Harwell and Coach Leck because, you know, they're just, they're professional about it. I, I, I think that's the, 
the number one thing that explains a lot of our coaches now is just that they are professional about it. They don't let too much emotion get in the way of, you know, what's going on. They, they're just, they, they hold their ground. They hold their, their, I don't know. They just have a really good way of working with people, you know, and they, it shows and makes, it makes the learning experience go that much smoother and, you know, it just allows us to play that much faster. I know you, you mentioned early on about learning from guys like Colton Lindsay and, and, and Figueroa and Poe guy and, and about how you kind of want to pay that for when I talked to your teammate, uh, Vanny Marzell the fourth, uh, he, he had, he had a quote, um, about, you know, that, He's among that last of a dying breed, like you, Peyton, um, maybe Lane, Johnny, uh, your teammate Jason Harris, Dylan Buckeye, right? Like there isn't too many old old heads left. So uh do do you do you feel like now you you kind of have to kind of assume that leadership role and and is, is that something that you think will be um a, a smooth transition for you? Um, so as an old guy, um, definitely, you know, be, I feel like there is like an automatic, um, you know, duty to be the, be, to be the old guy where he knows basically, that's actually a really good question. Um, no, like. You, know, you just you, you want to be once you're one of those old old heads. You know you you want to for the new guys coming in. You want to be able to know what you're doing, so you can explain to them. You can be a good example. You you, know, you just you kind of have to you have to up your game up a little bit because you know there are guys that are looking up to you. Maybe as a sophomore or junior, or maybe you know there may be some people looking up to you, but you know as like an older guy, like you know does, doesn't have a lot more time left. You know like you. I've been in the program. You're a veteran as you know, more than others. And it's just like, you kind of have to, you got to step it up, step up to the play a little bit more. Uh, and, and knowing that you don't have that much time left as an older guy, th- does that kind of, does that change your mindset? Does that change your approach to like, I only have X amount of games left. Like I, I is does that, that kind of weigh on you or is that more of like motivation thing? Like I need to make the most out of these games that I have left. Yeah, it's definitely motivated. You know, I need to, have, I need to make the most out of these games because I've had several, several, several guys, um, you know, men who have told me, you know, like, you know, once it's gone, it's gone forever, you know, make the most out of it. I've heard that. I've been told that, you know, countless amount of times and, you know, I'm starting to see it, you know, it's like, you know, Hey, you know, the, you know, the roads, you know, it's good and close. So, you know, you really got to make the most out of it, especially from coming off from a COVID year and a missed year from a shoulder injury. <laughs> so. uh, and, and, um, what, what kind of do you feel like you, you need to work on the most, uh, the rest of the summer and, and heading into fall camp? Um, I probably have to say just, you know, gain some more weight and, um, leadership better uh, more be be more of a vocal leader you know and i have gotten much better at that but i want to become continue to get better at being more vocal as a leader 
Uh, and and you, you mentioned earlier you, you're a nurse major now. I, that that can't be. That's not a, a, a easy major. So like, how, how do you kind of balance the the schoolwork and also you know like the the football aspect of the practices, the meetings, the the film? How how how, how do you kind of balance all that? Um. So I, I will create designated days strictly for homework and studying. Um. You know, with my experience with my, you know, curriculum, with more of the science classes in the past is where, you know, it's, it's mostly just um, a lot of, you know, memory and application. So, you know, the studying does have to be very, you know, precise and you have to have like, like you have to know what you're studying and why you're studying, studying and what you need to know it for. So, you know, you know, it was definitely some intensive studying and I would just mostly the weekends were my, I would say Sunday, Saturday and Sunday is kind of where I hit it hard and just, you know, touch back up on key concepts throughout the week, you know, cause balancing 12 hours worth of classes with football, you know, you kind of have to know where to put your pieces to be able to get yourself prepared for that next exam with, in whatever given class that you're studying for. Um, so time management is definitely essential because if you, you know, you, you wander off or you procrastinate too much, you're going to find yourself struggling in a class or you're going to bomb an exam. And, you know, that's not, especially as a nursing major where, you know, all of your curriculum has to be a C or above and really a C doesn't look good either. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, you just really got to be on top of your game with that. And, and, and what, what made you decide to uh, pursue nursing as, as your career? Um, so going into college, um, I just did a lot of thinking about, you know, what I wanted to pursue for a career. And, um, you know, I thought about engineering, um, but just always growing up as a kid, I was always interested in the medical field. Um, initially, I wanted to be a, a surgeon, but, um, you know, I just I wanted to play. It's a very competitive field, you know, and balancing it with football, it, it would have been very tough. So I wanted to play it safe, and I was like, you know what, nursing is a great way. And um, if I want to, you know, advance in my practices from a nurse to maybe a, a CRNA or a nurse practitioner or even a surgeon, you know, it's just there's more options to branch out with rather than just, well, I want to be a doctor. It's you know basically do or die. <laughs> so um, I feel like it was just a, a lot more more safer route, and it's still the medical field, and I could still be in the OR as I go you know, an OR nurse. So I just feel like it was kind of just gives you the best of both worlds. Um, and I guess my final football related question for you to be what, what are your goals for this upcoming season? National championship. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> you know, uh, I just, I, I want to win. You know, I, I want to win. And you know, with everything that we have now with the new and updated stadium, the new coaching staff, you know, the team looking, you know, just the dynamics of the team being so much different. I just want to win games, you know, and personally for personal goals, you know, I just, uh, I definitely want to focus on being more physical. I want to focus on being more, um, more detailed on my technique, you know, protecting myself and taking care of my body, eating right, getting enough sleep. Um, I'll probably have to say it's just those things, 
Uh, well, before I get you out of here, we do this with all the new guests, kind of get to know you type questions. So, uh, your favorite sports team? My favorite sports team? I'll have to say Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Okay. Now, your teammate, Lane Grantham, is the Eagles fan. So, uh, I, you know, like when when Dallas wins against Philly, is there some trash talking there amongst the fellow Cowboys fans to Lane? Or is it kind of just like understood that he probably saw what happened and we're just going to let it, you know, slide? Well, I didn't know that Lane was an Eagles fan. So we will. We'll have to see about that kind of in the near future. <laughs> yeah, is this the year that Dallas finally wins a playoff game? I would love to see it. Yes, I, I you know I want to have high hopes that that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see your your favorite hobby outside of football. Um, playing guitar. That that's a. Uh, been a big thing for me lately. Uh, actually, one of my old roommates uh, from my freshman year—he was my teammate. Um, he he had a guitar in his dorm, and just one day I was bored, didn't have anything to do, so I was like, "Hey, man, you mind if I, you know, kind of play around with your guitar?" I didn't know how to play the thing at all. I just kind of just liked the, the dynamic of it, how it felt in my hands. And then I, learned, I searched up a little YouTube video and learned a, it was um it was Ho Hey by the Lumineers <laughs> and um, I learned that kind of just fell in love with the thing so I just kind of been getting better and better from that ever since that day uh, okay um let's see your 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 favorite musical artist musical artist um see which I have different ones in different genres um I'd say more in hip hop. I would have to say J Cole. He's a he's an awesome. His his lyrics are you know out of this world. Um, for more of a rock and roll, uh, I love Ben Halen. They're they're a great band. Um, more of like an alter, I don't know how to call it like alternative or I don't know. He's he's more of like a blues singer. His name's Foy Vance. Um, fantastic artist. You know, very talented guy. Okay. Okay. Now, out of all the genres that you listen to, do you, do you have a you have a, a, a favorite song? Uh, I would have to say, uh, what song have I been listening to? "Make It Rain" by Foy Vance is pretty good. Um, I just love the, the like the chords in it, you know, and just the the flow of the whole entire song. It's really bluesy. It's um, it's a beautiful song, really. Okay. Um, is it your your uh, favorite food? Favorite food? I would have to go with sushi. Sushi's pretty good. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. Do, do, do are, are you a you a gamer? Do, do you video game at all? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. I um, I play um, uh, really only play Apex Legends with my buddies back from Enid. Um, it's a very fun game. <laughs> <laughs> like the competitiveness in it. Now, now we <clears throat> we PlayStation, Xbox, or PC? PlayStation. <laughs> Dang! So the only, so the only Xbox guy so far I talked to is Coach Curly and uh, Coach Dor. <laughs> 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 Everybody else is Team PlayStation. <laughs> oh, oh, we gotta get him get to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 
<laughs> oh man. Uh, let's see. Okay. Um. Hmm. Uh, do you have any uh pregame routines that you normally do? Yeah. So a lot of times, mostly in away games, where you know uh, the odds are mostly against us, I like to meditate right under the field field post wherever our team goes. Yeah, I like to just get do a couple of breathing exercises under the thing, close my eyes and just kind of just focus on breathing and calming down, you know, and just really slowing down my mind to where I can just pay attention to little detailed things rather than just having my mind going a million miles an hour. So I definitely like to meditate before the game. Uh, now, in terms of, of, of gear, are, are you one of these, just give me the helmet, the shoulder pads, let me go out there and play? Or do you kind of like to be like Trayvon Craig and dress to the to the nines? Um, kind of like a mix between the two, you know. Like I'm, I'm thankful for what I get, but I also know I, I'll find a way to make it look good. <laughs> yeah. I remember. Uh, okay, now you you were you were here at a at a at a time where the white helmets was nothing more than a pipe dream. So I have to ask, as one of the old heads, when you, when you got the news, you saw the white helmet. What was that reaction like? I was, it was, it was exciting. You know, it was, it was just like wow, like we finally got some white helmets. You know, it's and, and I love. I always have the 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 navy, like the dark navy helmets. Always have a special place in my heart. But once the white ones came out, it was just like it, it was kind of a game changer. You know, because I'm a firm believer of look good, play good. But um, yeah, it was it was just exciting, you know, because it was just like it's just I don't know, kind of like Christmas a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, Peyton, now Peyton's kind of on the fence of you know, kind of wanting to rotate some this year because because you you got you wore the whites the whole year. I'm thinking he, he's kind of hoping we get some some all blues again. Now, do you have any preference on, on which helmet is, is, is worn or, or does it doesn't really matter to you? Um, I think I'm more on Peyton's side of this one. I think I would like to see some rotation, you know, just add some some um, some variety, you know. And um, But ultimately, I, I don't mind because, I mean, I love the blue, blues and I love the whites. And, um, so, but yeah, I think the, the transition between the two would kind of add some more spice between the for the image. Now, uh, I was told off by Peyton, you guys wore yellow pants once. Now, do you do you miss the yellow pants or are you cool with just the, the blue and the white pants? Um, yeah, I'm content with the blue and the white, but the yellow, I like the yellow. You know, it, it just adds that, that um, a contrast a little bit, you know, the, the bright yellow. I don't know. It just—it's like a—it's it's an electric color, you know. And I like—I personally, I like the color of yellow. Um, I, I definitely would like to see them worn a little bit more. Okay. okay. I guess my final question for you to be um, for for those who who might still be on the fence about coming to get give you all a shot this year. Uh, what would you say to those people about what they can expect if they were to come see you all play? Um, they could definitely see they'll be able to see a much different you know team dynamic you know they're, they're a lot louder you know we're a lot more uh, vocal and communicate 
we were a lot better, we're more, more on the same page about things, you know, and I feel like a lot more guys are a lot more invested, you know, because this summer is the most that we've like had the, the most people we've we've had that I've seen since I've been here. You know, we've had generally the whole entire team here in, in the summer, and that alone shows me that we're moving in the right direction. You know, and personally, I'm very happy to see that. I'm very excited. Um, got a lot of talent. You know, a lot of young guys coming in that you know they look really good. Yeah, um, and just you know, we we would love to see y'all. You know, we we love to. We love our fans, you know, we would like to see a lot more support from our fans and um, you know, hopefully with, you know, the new and updated field, you know, it's a, a much better environment to be in. But, um, no, I'm just, I'm more so excited for them to see, you know, the progress that we've made, how much that we've grown as a team. Well, Marlo, I, I, I appreciate you taking time to, to come on and talk to me. I'm wishing you the best of luck the rest of summer and, and, and into uh, next season. And uh, any anytime you want to come back on, you're, you're more than welcome to. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. No problem. Thank you, Marlo. So, again, I want to thank Marlo for taking time to, to come on. I did not know he was a um, military kid, so uh, moving around a whole lot, but... Uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm hoping he has a healthy season, like I mentioned in the opener numerous times, probably throughout the past year or so. I, I really thought this man was turning a corner there in 2019. Obviously, he had to pick against Lincoln, which he broke down in, in great detail. Uh, but I really think that he's a guy, I mean, you know, given 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 the speed that, that he has, uh, he's just he's just a guy. I think him, if him and... Uh, Jason Harris, if him and Jason Harris can can come back from get back to where they were pre-injury, right? Because Jason Harris was was really good before his few seasons of being banged out. Obviously, Marlowe was starting, and, and so I'm I'm looking forward to really seeing what those those two can do because I really feel like that that's a that's a great duel. And another thing that he he touched on. Uh, that has kind of been echoed throughout every upperclassman that I've talked to. So that would be him, Peyton, Lane, uh, Dante, and even 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 Steph to a standpoint. Is just their importance of making sure the younger guys understand the, the, the standard that was set by the guys that came before. I feel like that's very important because it's it's noble cause. It's something that that, that you don't always see from those guys you know most will say yeah i want to lead but to try to teach them of the cool Lindsay's, the chris poe guys the o'shea harris the jacari hunts of the world uh, josh crockett the jt loopers the, the chad stallards the uh you know although those guys it, it's, it really tells you about the character of of these guys and they, they really want to try to Leave leave something more valuable than just their auto production, and I I I, I can appreciate that uh, in that group because as Johnny Bazzola Force said, it is a last of a dying breed. There are very few people from you know that 2017 2018 class, and and and, and so I think it's important for those that that stuck through to make sure that you know what happened in those years it was two very good very good teams two very good years of UCL football and not only do they want to get back to that but they want to make sure that that the other people under, understand the standard and what it takes to get to that. So, you know, I, I, I'm really excited to, to, to see what Marlo does. I'm really excited to see, to see what this, what this uh, team team does. 
And um, as far as the coaches, and I mentioned we want to try to get all the coaches on, uh, except Coach Doyle's we're going to save for the preseason. I tallied it up. We have, not counting Coach Doyle, there is two coaches left. Now, one I've been in contact with. He's not available until probably sometime in the fall. So you won't be hearing from him this summer. There's one left that I need to get in contact with and we'll uh, do so here shortly. And then we will have completed the goal of getting uh, every coach on there uh, before we talk to Coach Doral. So uh, that that is indeed almost come to fruition. So uh, just be on the lookout. We, uh, I, again, I reached out to a couple, couple of more guys. Uh, we haven't had anything set in stone yet, but they're definitely interested. So just be on the lookout. We might have another episode coming here uh, in the very near future. So uh, until that time, my name is Jonathan Goto, a.k.a. JG Smooth. I'll talk to you all later.